Welcome to this episode of Inside the NCAA, the AMA Experience. My name is Chris Johnson, and I'm Associate Director for Academic and Membership Affairs, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to provide you some insight in what we, in Academic and Membership Affairs, encounter on a daily basis. We'll have subject matter experts from within the national office and the membership to discuss hot topics affecting all three NCAA divisions. For today's episode, we're going to discuss the makeup and philosophy of the Academic and Membership Affairs Department. Our guest today is Dave Snazy, Vice President of Academic and Membership Affairs. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. First question of the day, who is AMA and what is their role within the NCAA? Sure, Chris. Well, AMA, we are one of three regulatory units in the national office. Our primary function is making sure that we support student-athletes. That's why everybody's in this business, right? So we help student-athletes progress academically, develop as people, and compete at the highest level as they, as they can possibly compete in a fair environment. So, you know, we have about 60 people in AMA, and our function primarily is to make sure, as I said, we're supporting student-athletes. We do that in a number of ways directly. We support, we staff all three National Student Athlete Advisory Committees. We have a Division I academic performance program that makes sure student athletes progress academically. All of these things are, are more directly supporting the student athletes. And indirectly, Chris, we make sure that we support our student, our institutions at the highest level because they interact with student athletes on a daily basis. You know, people might ask, why do you even need a regulatory function within college athletics? We have 500,000 student athletes. We have 70,000 coaches. We have 1,200 members. We have millions and millions of people who care about college athletics. And they care about what happens between the lines, on the field, on the court. They don't care necessarily about all the administration that goes behind this. But that administration is, is important to make sure that it's a fair environment for everybody. Great. And, and taking a look outside of the regulatory affairs, where do you see AMA following in with the overall national office um, organization? Yeah, well, you know, our focus has always been, as I said a minute ago, providing good service to the membership. And that's about understanding the membership's expectations. And so we, we try and um, establish relationships, talk to people all the time as we provide a good service. So it's not just about processing widgets. It's about talking to schools, making sure we understand their needs, and thus trying to, to help build those on those needs and serve in a way that makes sense. We have a new president. I mean, Charlie Baker's come in. He's hit the ground running. He's doing a great job. Our job is to support him, make sure that we support the goals that he has for, for the national office and the membership in college athletics, and I think we're doing a good job of that. Great. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. And something else I'd, I'd actually like to ask is AMA does quite a bit within not only regulatory affairs, but the national office as a whole. And I, I imagine that's a unique individual that you kind of need to look for uh, with an AMA. What, so what kind of qualities and characteristics do you look for in an AMA administrator? Yeah, I love that question too, Chris. For me, it's about finding a person who cares about college athletics, number one, works really, really hard at the job, is a good thinker, a good problem solver, can speak well, can write well. We do so much in AMA that runs across a number of different areas that you just have to be good at really everything. So we try and have a diverse staff. We have um, 190 years of campus experience on our team right now. We have 70% of our administrators have been on campus or in a conference office. We have 40% who've been student athletes. So it's about making sure that we have the same kind of qualities as the people that we represent. 
We don't have to be exactly the same as them because diversity of thought and experience is important too, but it really is important that we represent the people that we're trying to serve. And talking about characteristics and qualities, um, a few things you've mentioned uh, and, and some things that I've seen is that AMA is really unique that it, we just don't exactly hire from people that come from on campus, but the diverse backgrounds you talk about. Um, can you explain a little bit more about the diversity outside of college athletics and what someone who comes from outside of campus brings to AMA? Yeah, you know, for me, Chris, there's two parts to that. That's coming into the national office in AMA and then leading AMA, as some people do. When you come in, I talked about the qualities that we look for, good writing, good speaking, problem-solving skills, those kinds of things. You can get those in a number of different professions. You can get those as a lawyer, as a, as a teacher, you know, as an accountant even. You, you can do anything that has that skill set, and that's attractive to AMA. And I, I, I think a good example of us doing that is where people go when they leave AMA. We have people leaving AMA to become ADs, conference commissioners. They work in professional sports at the highest level. They are in leadership positions here in the national office. So the skill set that I talk about coming in the door in, in AMA is just as important as you go out the door. And those things hold true no matter what you decide to do with your career. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I, I mean, when I first came to AMA, and my experience was, you know, interps and waivers, um, but I've grown so much more outside of the interps and waivers. And I can see how that translates even outside of you know, the intercollegiate athletics model. Um, referencing the changes you, you mentioned before with the national office, with President Baker, and even within the governance structure, um, there's change on the horizon. What are some guiding principles that you have to, to keep the vision of AMA service um, alive? Yeah, that's a great question too, Chris. And I'm not, I promise I'm not going to say they're all great questions, but the ones you're asking, they are really good questions. So for me, it's about, again, providing service. If you look at that as our North Star, providing good service to the membership, we're going to be okay in the long run. We get stuff coming into AMA from every angle imaginable. If you would have told me we were focusing on NIL the way we are today, congressional engagement the way we are today, transfers the way we are today. You know transfers. You work in the space every day. These are things that are, are newer. I mean, we've been talking about transfers for decades, but the way we're talking about them today is different than the way we talked about them five years ago. So we need to make sure that we have the basic, the foundational North Star of providing good service. And if we do that, we can take any assignment that comes our way. We will. Yeah, Dave, um, you mentioned adaptability as a quality that you're you're really interested in as an AMA administrator. Um, what is, you know, something that happened that in your time in AMA that, that you're really proud of? Yeah, I appreciate that question, Chris. I was on campus. It's been a long time ago. But when I first got out of law school and got my master's in sports administration at Kansas, I went to, to Marshall to work for two years to see what it was like to be on campus before I came here. Now, that, that campus experience is stale but it's relevant. I carry that with me every day. I worked with some really great coaches, some great student athletes, some great administrators. And to know, to have that in my background as I think about how we serve people has just been incredible for me. But the thing I'm most proud of is how we as a staff have adapted. We have served through the pandemic. We've had people working 24 seven for a long time, Chris. And the quality of people on our staff is just amazing. They're so smart. They work so hard, and we talk a lot in AMA, in AMA about being a good colleague, and that's the one thing I expect, and as I look across our team, I'm so proud of what they do and how they're good colleagues to each other and how they support the membership, 
And as I look five years down the line, I know college athletics is going to be different then than it is today. And I know the people that we have on this team are going to be able to accomplish just what they've done and serve just as they've served in five years. Yeah, Dave, you mentioned the, the qualities of a, of a good colleague. I, I remember my first day, I was handed the seven qualities of a good colleague, and that still kind of hangs in my office to this day. I know I'm not the only one. Everyone has it at AMA, and I think that was something I really appreciated coming in and recognizing that, hey, we're a team, and we work as a team, and whether it's you know a couple of us are working 24-7 or you know someone's working 16 and 8, we get the job done in AMA, and I think that's a that's a testament to you as well. Well, Chris, you're a you're a good example of the kind of person that we hire, and we allow them to develop. I mean, when you came in, you were a traditional compliance person, right? Came from campus, did all the compliance stuff on campus, came here, got involved with interpretations and waivers right away. But look at where you are now, what you've accomplished, because we allowed you to grow and to develop and to try new things and to stretch yourself and to continue to get better. And that's what I look for every staff member. Sarah hasn't been here quite as long as you. She's over here to the side, but we expect great things from Sarah as well. And, you know, we're going to allow her to stretch herself and to be really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. We got we got high expectations for Sarah. I think she's going to do really well. And I do I appreciate, you know, coming in as just a compliance person. I could tell you a bylaw off the top of my head, but my overall knowledge has definitely grown far more than just that. Yeah, for sure. Great. Thank you, Dave. Well, awesome. That concludes our podcast for the day. Dave, thank you for taking the time to discuss the makeup and philosophy of the Academic and Membership Affairs Department. And for our audience, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Inside the NCAA, the AMA Experience. Be on the lookout for our next episode where we're going to talk about the Summer Basketball Initiative. Thank you.